Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. What's in it for me? I want to read two passages. John 10 verses 27 and 28 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. And then 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I think that this is going to be a tough conversation. After all, who is really into following Jesus these days? People are inclined to do their own thing, to pursue their own destiny, to listen to their inner voice. So no one is interested to become a sheep because sheep are docile. Sheep are not driven. They're passive. Sheep don't have a mind of their own. Sheep don't achieve a lot in life. If you really want to make it in this life, if you really want to become someone of worth, a.k.a. rich and influential, you really should not be following anyone because you should not give someone such control over your life and the direction that your life should take. Yes, I know that there are people who can show you great examples of persons who follow the instruction and guidance of wise people, but I could also show you examples of people who did the follow the leader thing and ended up discouraged, disappointed, and disillusioned. Okay, you might say, so what are we doing with this message today? Maybe we should talk about something that offers meaning and value to my life. That is it. That's exactly why we are going to have this conversation, because when we hear the invitation, follow me, or we are instructed to follow a certain path, it makes sense to ask the question, what's in it for me? Jesus had that conversation with a rich young man who wanted to know what was required of him in order to get eternal life. That's a great question, if you ask me. Jesus was not one to sugarcoat his message, simply told the young man, go distribute your wealth to the poor and come follow me. That made the young man sad. He did a quick assessment. What Jesus is asking me to do is really, really hard. What I want is really, really valuable, but at what price? I can't live poor just following around this Galilean teacher. My wealth is my assurance or my insurance for the future. Eternal life is something that you gain at the end of life, but why can't I have both? That young man decided that it was not worth it. This business of following Jesus is not fair. I have to give up too much for, well, <laughs> there ought to be another way without this massive sacrifice. Jesus, I think I'll pass. I won't follow you at this stage in my life. We read about the 12 guys who each got that invitation from Jesus. Follow me. In some cases, Jesus said, follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. These guys were all in. They gave up their livelihood, their way of life, their profession, their goals and aspirations. And they followed Jesus for three and a half years. G Judas must have struggled along the way, thinking that he could get some wealth and fame out of his business of following Jesus. Well, he ended up committing suicide after betraying Jesus. 
The other 11 guys, they followed through with Jesus' request and at a great price, they became partners with Jesus in the massive enterprise of changing the world through the gospel. To follow Jesus means to be obedient, totally. When Jesus called the individuals who became his disciples, he did not make it optional. He simply said, follow me. Jesus walks into my corner office on the 15th floor of this high-rise building with a lovely view of the ocean on one side and the bustling city on the other. There are pictures of my beautiful family on the sideboard, a few trophies and framed certificates showing my achievements over the years, a few costly paintings on the walls, and a dedicated crew of people who devote themselves to making me look good in the business world. And he asks me to give up all of this and follow him? What? What's in it for me? I give up all of this, and do you have Better than this? Eternal life? I will have to think about it. Everybody wants eternal life, but why do you have to make it all about you, Jesus? Why can't I have both? I will give generously to the church. In fact, I can make an eight-figure donation to purchase a new state-of-the-art facility for the church to be relocated. I could put the pastor on my payroll. I could increase my donations to charity. But please don't ask me to give up all that I have worked for and achieved. Don't ask me to walk away from a good life I have worked hard to create for me and my family. Do not ask me to roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty in spreading the gospel and working with the poor and downtrodden of society. Someone else can do that, right? I simply want to be a good guy who goes to church, pay my dues, and still end up with eternal life. But do you know Jesus? The invitation to follow him is non-negotiable. Paul found that out. It was all or nothing. And given the life he lived, he turns around and asks me to follow him, Paul, as he followed Christ. He suffered. He suffered a great deal. And in fact, he was executed after spending his final years in the prison in Rome. His life of hardships and pain reads like an extensive rap sheet, all because he gave up a promising life that he might follow Christ. But you know something? As he was there waiting for his execution day, he confidently said that after death, he was sure to be getting a crown of righteousness from Jesus. What's in it for me? Hmm. Eternal life, a crown of righteousness, spending eternity with Jesus. I think it's more than worth responding to the call. Jesus, I will follow you. Go ahead and send me an email with your thoughts on today's message at friendofclyde at gmail.com.